It's Rico Daily. I'm Adam Clark Estes. About six months ago, we did an episode on El Salvador's bold move to make Bitcoin a legal tender. This was after the country had become a famous haven for the digital currency, with places like Playa del Zante, also known as Bitcoin Beach, attracting crypto diehards from all over the world. Bitcoin Beach is testing a sustainable Bitcoin economy to show how financial freedom for many is possible. There's a sign of Bitcoin, Bitcoin Beach. My entire goal is to see if I can actually pay for everything in Bitcoin. Okay, that's cool. It's literally just a beach stool, someone with a coconut, and I could just pay to their mobile phone with Bitcoin. I'm about to eat a Bitcoin burger. So has El Salvador and its president, Nayib Bukele, been able to make their utopian Bitcoin dreams a reality? And how have Salvadorians adapted to this sudden change in its economy? Here to update us on the successes and shortcomings of El Salvador's new Bitcoin experiment is Leo Schwartz, the Latin America reporter for Rest of World. El Salvador is the first country to adopt Bitcoin as legal tender. Uh, which is an unprecedented move by a government to uh, endorse a, a cryptocurrency as something that will be used by both the country and the people. A lot of people see this as sort of the first domino to fall in, in what they view as the coming crypto revolution. At the time, what did the president and the crypto community envision for the future of El Salvador? So obviously, adopting Bitcoin as legal tender is a pretty broad project. I think what it actually means is that in the vision of the president, Bukele, businesses would accept Bitcoin as payment form and also the population would be encouraged to use Bitcoin to actually complete daily transactions. The way that they did that is by introducing a special financial system that they called Chivo, uh, which means goat or is slang for cool in El Salvador. Uh, and the idea for this was that Bitcoin could be used in daily transactions in the same way that dollars are. In November, that's when you have Bukele making this grand announcement that they're going to actually build a Bitcoin city. So this massive, almost temple bastion to Bitcoin that would be exempt from a lot of taxes, with the idea being that a lot of global crypto businesses would be able to move to the center and it would really be a global hub for Bitcoin. He also announced the launching of a Bitcoin bond, which would be a $1 billion bond that people could buy into. Half of the money would go to funding Bitcoin City and infrastructure and mining projects, and the other half would go to buying more Bitcoin. So the second half of 2021 was pretty eventful in terms of El Salvador and Bitcoin. Now we're in 2022. Has that grand vision become a reality? I think the big challenge with Bitcoin in general is it's really hard to make it work as a currency, to actually perform on-chain transactions or even with other technologies that have emerged around Bitcoin to make transactions easier like Lightning. It can be slow, it can be expensive, it can be really prone to bugs because it's a relatively new technology. So for the Salvadoran government to essentially in June say that they want to roll out Bitcoin as legal tender launch that in September and have an entire country using it means that's, that's going to be a pretty difficult undertaking. In a more generous reading of what happened, I think you can say, okay, there's going to be a lot of bugs because this is a relatively new system. And a lot of Salvadorans we talked to reflected that, saying that when they tried to use the digital wallet created by the government, transactions wouldn't go through, they would lose their money, it wouldn't really work. Then I think 
in a more realistic look at what happened, I think there's a lot of skepticism as to why the Bukele administration ever embarked on this project, whether it was actually with the purpose of making life easier for everyday Salvadorians or whether it was really to attract the very lucrative global Bitcoin community. And it was never really about these core principles of Bitcoin, which is really about decentralization and freedom from institutions like governments or, or banks. And what has President Bukele said lately? Is he backing down from his promises at all? So when we released the article, which was in mid-March, the estimate given by the finance minister was that the bond would be released between the 15th and 20th of March. Obviously, that deadline was not reached. They've since pushed it back, citing a couple reasons, one of which is instability in financial markets because of the war in Ukraine. The other is obviously the fact that Bitcoin has dropped precipitously in the past couple months. Now they're saying that it could be launched as late as September. And I think this is a, a trend that you really see with Bukele and a lot of other populist leaders as they make very big claims and none of them will come to pass. Have there been other problems that Salvadorians have faced? Bukele is really, I think some would describe him as a wannabe dictator. He certainly has autocratic tendencies. There's been a lot of crackdowns against dissent, against the democratic process in the country. So sort of concurrently, along with this adoption of Bitcoin, you've seen some people who have criticized the project being penalized for that. One person we spoke to, a software developer named Mario Gomez, was detained before the launch of the Bitcoin ecosystem, and he suspects it was because he was publicly criticizing Bukele and Chibo on Twitter. You also see, during the experiment, the fact that a lot of outside interests are coming in, especially global Bitcoin influencers and people who have financial stakes in it. And again, a lot that's being done to expand on Chiba, which is this financial ecosystem, isn't really being done with the everyday Salvadoran in mind. One example of that is that Bukele has spent millions of dollars actually buying Bitcoin with government funds. And, and obviously the price of Bitcoin has gone down pretty steeply over the past couple months. So you have to ask whether that's actually a good financial investment for the government or whether this is sort of this bluster by Bukele to create PR for himself. There are also anything about El Salvador specifically and its economy that has hamstrung the project or made it more difficult for Bitcoin adoption? Yeah, along with the fact that at its core, Bitcoin is really difficult to use for everyday transactions, you have other challenges within El Salvador. One of them is pretty low digital penetration, the amount of people who have access to internet and outside the cities, it tends to be a, a fairly rural country. So to obviously to make financial transactions using digital wallet, you have to have access to internet. Another challenge, and one of the reasons that Bukele said they wanted to roll out Bitcoin in the country, is that a huge percentage of the population is unbanked. Recent estimates put it at around 70%, which means a lot of people in the country aren't going to have financial literacy, or they might have skepticism of financial tools, which means they're probably less likely to use this. Although I would still say I think the main barrier whenever you're trying to take crypto, which is a very technologically advanced and confusing tool, and bring it to a general population, the main issue is it's, it's really hard to teach people how to use it or to even make it functional on such a wide scale. And with 70% of the people being unbanked, I have to imagine it's a largely cash-based economy. Yes, exactly. And again, that cash is, is the US dollar. Some of these things don't really sound like recent revelations. Didn't Bukele know about these challenges before implementing his 
new policy and did he have a plan to overcome them? Again, this goes to the question of what his motivation really was with ruling out this project. A lot of people we talk to seem to have different theories on this. One of them is that uh, he was trying to basically change El Salvador's narrative. Obviously, it's a country that's known for high levels of gang violence and also immigration out of the country. There's not necessarily going to be a lot of tourism going into it by reframing the country's narrative around the first country to adopt Bitcoin and really making it attractive to global crypto acolytes, he could change what El Salvador looked like on the map. And and to some degree, I think he's been successful with that. Then there's another strain of thinking, which is that he's doing this to really be able to achieve some degree of financial autonomy that was not possible before. El Salvador is dealing with a large amount of debt. It's Uh, largely closed off to international capital markets. And again, by doing this this project around Bitcoin, he could not only attract investment from global crypto companies or just Bitcoin investors in general, but he could also launch these tools like the Bitcoin bond, which some speculate is a way to circumvent traditional debt and bond markets. Well, taking all this into account, it sounds like Bukele's Bitcoin project is not going super well in these first few months, but there's time to correct it. Has there been any fallout from this transitionary period? There's certainly been criticism from international institutions like the International Monetary Fund or the IMF, which has repeatedly warned Bukele that he should reverse the Bitcoin project or else it will never give funding again. I think the biggest fallout comes from internally where the government is pouring uh, likely hundreds of millions of dollars into this project, and it's not necessarily solving a lot of the financial problems or societal problems that the country has. Um, At the same time, like you just said, we're only six months into this experiment, and it's the first time a country has attempted this. And the fact that they did it on such a tight time frame is really insane. It's, It's at a very early stage, and it will be interesting to see what happens in the coming months and years, which is how a lot of people in the global crypto community are viewing it. And how did the crypto community react to the progress or lack thereof of the Bitcoin project in El Salvador? Within the Bitcoin community, it tends to fall into two camps. Some people really view Bitcoin and crypto as a form of religion and will blindly follow anybody who says that it's going to be the future. So I think that is essentially the the target audience that the Bukele administration has in mind for buying the bond. I think other people are more skeptical. And again, these are the people who really believe in the ethos of cryptocurrency as this decentralized currency that would be free from governments or financial institutions like banks. And they say for this, you know, I don't know what it means for an autocratic government to be launching this bond. If I'm bullish on Bitcoin, why wouldn't I just buy Bitcoin itself? Why would I actually buy this bond? And for those people, I think it's sort of a wait and see approach. Based on people you talk to, do you feel like El Salvador is going through a transitionary period or are these problems just a a harbinger of how things will play out in the long run? I think Bitcoin can bring out strong emotions in people and tends to have a sort of uh, binary approach of it's very positive or it's very negative. What's happening in El Salvador, as you said before, is incredibly intriguing. It's a first of a kind of thing. I do think Bukele has succeeded in really reframing a lot of the country's narrative and bringing a lot of interest in terms of both tourism and investment that wasn't there before. 
in those terms, he's really achieved in his initial goals from a marketing perspective. Uh, at the same time, if you're looking at the project as he initially framed it, which is to help the Salvadoran people and really in- improve their financial situations, I think from that perspective, in the first six months, it obviously hasn't been as successful. If you talk to essentially any everyday Salvadorian, people really aren't using the Chivo wallet. They're really not using Bitcoin as daily transactions. The main advantage for Bitcoin, which is that it could serve as an investment and increase in value, has not come to pass in the last few months. It's dropped in value from a high of almost 70,000 to around 45,000 today. So I really don't think it's a practical tool for, for Salvadorians to use. It's a multifaceted project and it's, it's really hard to both gauge what the fallout will be in the coming months and, and how you define success. Leo, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. Today's episode was produced and engineered by John Ahrens. I'm Adam Clark Estes. Thanks for listening.